Hey, this pod is brought to you by Just Right Reader. Has your school or district moved to teaching the science of reading? I sure hope so. <laughs> are you revisiting those phonics skills with your readers? Then you are going to need decodable text. And Just Right Reader offers decodable text that are as unique as the students you serve. Oh my gosh, we just read one. I just read one yesterday <laughs> with my daughter called The Rope Zone and the Bossy E. And there was so much text on each page. Now, she did roll her eyes at me because she didn't want to do that much reading, but <laughs> but it's so, so hard. And it was so yes, beneficial. And it's so hard to find decodable texts that have actually authentic text and enough that it doesn't feel like a baby book. Absolutely. So be sure to go and check out JustRightReader.com. Their protected texts focus on singular phonics skills to give emerging readers the chance to practice in real, authentic books. They also have take-home kits that I don't think people fully understand when you visit their website how cool those are. So we encourage you to ask them to give you a sample of those take-home kits because that would really benefit your, your family. And it's a free sample. dun dun dun, dun. So head on over to JustRightReader.com and tell them that the Modern Principal sent you. Again, that's JustRightReader.com. Creating differentiated PD is a challenge for principals and directors and districts. It's hard to meet the needs of all staff while also ensuring it moves the needle towards your school improvement goals. It really is. That's where peer-driven PD comes in. You know, peer-driven PD recruits some of the best teachers in the country, film them talking about their work inside the classroom, and the videos can be viewed at any time. That's amazing. Teachers can log in at any time, and they actually choose their own adventure. (laughs) Like like, the 80s books. They were so good. It really is, though, like master class, but for teachers. It's valued by teachers because it's conducted by teachers Mm -hmm. who understand the challenges of working in classrooms today. Yeah, and what we love about Peer Driven PD is that Mike and his team do the legwork of finding all of these amazing teachers so that you can be sure they're actually sharing real strategies that will impact student learning. So if you want to offer your teachers PD taught by full-time classroom teachers and allows them some choice, sweet, check out www.peerdrivenpd.com. Request a quote, quote and tell them that the Modern Principal sent you and you'll get 15% Woo! off of your school subscription for the first year. That's www.peerdrivenpd.com. That's www.p-e-e-r-d-r-i-v-e-n-p-d.com. Woo! Hi, I'm Christy. And I'm Karen. And welcome to The The Modern Modern Principal. Our platform is geared to three different kinds of school leaders. The potential principal, the the practicing principal, and the post-principal. And that's why we created this podcast. It's short, sweet, and right to the point. Tackling a new topic sent in from our listeners each week. We look at that scenario through the lens of scholar, the research, system, sustainability measures, and soul, the heart of the matter. All the while, hopefully making you laugh and keeping it real. Thanks for joining us. Well, we're back. We had a little hiatus. We did. We did. But I don't know if when people listen to the pods, if they get it. Oh. You know what I mean? So you're, you wanted me not to say that. No, but I just mean, I don't think the way well, that our Instagram works is lines up with our pod. You guys, we're going through what we call, um, we're like in a chrysalis. A, <laughs> we're like little baby caterpillars. And we've re-entered different chrysalis multiple times with TMP. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll be like, tell, okay. Tell, tell me your interpretation of our crystal eye. Uh-huh. So a lot of times we'll be like, okay, we're going to turn into a butterfly now. Mm-hmm. So we'll go in our little cocoon and then we'll like mold in there and mm-hmm. we'll come out as a butterfly. So then we're like, okay, come reemerge as work, a caterpillar. Work, 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 e, 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 e. Uh-huh. <laughs> then go back in and now we're like, now we're really going to come out as like a blue butterfly this time. Like we just keep morphing. 
metamorphosizing. But like we don't ever actually come out as butterflies. Like we still are doing the exact same thing. Literally. <laughs> However, now we're gonna. You like how I clap too? That's gonna sound really good for the listeners. They're gonna be like, what is happening? Okay, so here's what I mean, everybody. We used to be really heavy. Sorry. <sighs> Christy had to adjust my body for the social media part. And for those of you that would ever get on YouTube and watch this podcast, so we're now video recording this, <laughs> I've now hiked my skirt up as high as... <laughs> I'm a classy lady. Okay. I hiked my scoot up, skirt up, right? My scoot up. My scoot up. Right to my bra line for the viewers at home. Okay. So what I mean is that we used to rely very heavily on our social media. And I think we're right. going to get away from that a little and focus more on like our workshops and our speaking and things. Yeah. Because as much as it may surprise you, me as a 40-year-old woman transitioning jobs <laughs> twice in three years, I can't keep up. Also, Christy and I have a paper that was due February 1st that has not been started. <laughs> It is March 1st. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. yep. We're doing great. Anyways, we today are, on our social great. media, someone, someone literally wrote us and she was so sweet. And she was like, hey, um, I think I might have gotten blocked. I haven't seen any of your posts um, since January. And I was like, oh, uh, no, you haven't sweet, been blocked. Sweet listener. Mm -mm. You haven't been blocked. We haven't posted. We haven't posted. <laughs> since January. But, oh, one cool thing. What? I got to go see Karen's office yeah! today. I got to go to her real life office at work. And we just um, moved to a new building. And it's a beautiful building, and her office is gorgeous. It needs to be decorated, which I am going to hopefully help Well, I'm with. moving off because now I'm moving. And now she's moving to a new office. Uh -huh. um, so I'm going to let you decorate you it. you have been following, Karen is currently in a director, executive director role for human resources, and next year she'll be assistant superintendent. Woo -woo! But I want like that. I want that all over my office. Okay. Things like it. that. I'll get it. And you can decorate me. I'm oh, decorate I, it. I like how I say things like that for people who are not listening. Well, I just want nice pictures with like the little lights above them. All right, I can do that. To be fancy pancy. I can and do some that. and some plants. Definitely need some live live. Anyways, plants. while Christy was there, um, because we're moving into a new office, we're still getting like all the wiring. Um, because different parts of our office, it's like a whole compound and different parts are coming in at different times. And so the alarm kept going off and I was in the For meeting. For the intruder. And she was and Yeah, so I we weren't together. Like mm -hmm. I was just sitting in her office alone. <laughs> working while waiting for a meeting at two or whatever. And um I was in a different meeting and she do I need to evacuate? There's a lady I don't know saying I'm fine. What do I need to do? Like, well, in intruder trainings, they tell you don't listen to people who say uh -huh. that it's a false alarm because sweet April was telling you the truth. It was so. Funny. Anyway, made it through. Had my meeting with actually one of Karen's colleagues, and um, it was really great. Because funny story, Christy has to complete her internship hours. All of them. All of them in one month. Yeah. You've got this. I've got this. I've already started it. I've already started the projects. I'll show you later. I know. I bet so. you're excited. Okay. So this week, something we've been getting asked a lot after last week's pod um, of talking about how to know when you're ready to leave the principalship. And then um, obviously the next question is kind of about, okay, I've decided. Now what? So Karen, do you want to read us the scenario? Sure thing. It says, I listened to your last podcast about how to know when you're ready to leave the profession. And I decided I am. Okay. What kinds of options have you seen available to former principals out there? Pros and cons of those. Considering in Cleveland. All right, Cleveland. We'll give you our responses. I think this week, too, is 
a little bit different to put in like our scholar, scholar system yeah, soul. Um, I think it's a lot of our opinion. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't it always? Isn't it always? One of the things we, of course, are writing our dissertation on principles leaving yep. the profession and turnover. And it is a lot of turnover. It is. And it continues to be. And right now, like, this is based on just anecdotal. And by anecdotal, I mean my limited lived experience. Yes. Um, it seems like central office is also turning over pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. At least in our area, Education's there's a lot hard. of openings. A lot of legislation that's being passed across the country that's making the job, you know, whether you're in a classroom or in central office, making the job harder and harder. Um, uh-huh. And things are just harder. Yeah. We talked about, um, we're in hiring season right now. Um, yeah. Fun fact. I remember when I was a principal, I would always talk about, I'd write myself a note in August that was like, February sucks. Get ready. (laughs) And every February I'd forget that February sucked, Mm -hmm. but it just does as a principal. Like there's so many things. Everything is the close of the year for next year for hiring for budget. Yes. For contracts, like everything, all your evaluations. So fun fact, central office is just as busy as February. <laughs> like because been, all the principals are turning in all of Oh my things. gosh. So I've been literally working a lot of hours and not staying up. I mean, not keeping up on it. So fun fact, everywhere February sucks. That's just the nature of it. And then Duly if you live noted. somewhere that is cold, I think it's even worse. Oh gosh. Unless you like cold, then good for you. Yeah. Only for you. Yeah. Anyway, so we have some different options that yep. we research. Should we start with the ones that we're doing? Yeah, I was going to link to in our show notes this NAESP, um, was, which is an article about like, what are some options? Yeah, it was a good was article. Really so good. we'll link that for you. So let's start, Karen, with you, Central Office. Um, Karen has worked her way up the metaphorical ladder. Um, yeah, metaphorical, not literal. I cannot <laughs> climb ladders. Um, and so... Obviously, once you get to central office, depending of the size of your district, there are a few different routes that you can take. And so I think that here's my guess. You tell me if I'm right or wrong, that if you're in a decent sized district, you may be able to go up to central office and specialize a little bit more. Yeah. You might have a curriculum director or soup or for you, HR director or soup, something right. like that. Right. Um, what's been your experience so far? Um. Yeah, I can tell you in HR specifically, like there are two kinds of people that get into the HR world. Those that are education first mm-hmm. and HR second um, that just like kind of enjoy the aspects of HR. And so they go that route. And then those that are HR specialists. I mean, you can get your degree, your master's yeah. and all those kind of things. Oh, yeah. There's people can, who have yeah. gone through a lot of education just in HR. The learning curve on leadership is different. Um like I was pretty confident as who I am. I would say you are not ready to move to central office until you're pretty confident in who you are as a leader. Um, I need to, I, I think it's really important that you're able to put like into words, your leadership values, styles, ways, um, because it's even different in central office. Like I've had to think a lot about how my skills now translate to the larger scale when I can't control the messages easily. Right. And your message is going to a lot more people who aren't working with you every single day. Right. Like who I don't have a relationship with. Right. Yes. That makes a big difference. You're now making decisions for people that you haven't had time to invest um, Mm -hmm. so that they don't trust you innately. That's a good point. Yes. And or they have no reason to care about anything besides the information you're giving them. Right. Yep. So in a relate, like in a principal, you have FaceTime with everyone yep. in central oh, office. Hopefully. Yes, you should. <laughs> if you've been listening to our podcast, you, you have. Did. But in central office, you just don't, uh, 
at the beginning you don't. And then for departments that work with um, non-certified staff, it's even more of a learning mm. curve to really understand priorities, values, needs. Um, it's just different. And like really HR different. works with a lot of non-certified departments and staff. Um, as well as like something like facilities mm -hmm. or operations would as well. And if your only experience is at an, a smaller school where you have a couple paras, a head custodian, food service, but mainly teachers. Yep. Um, it's, it's just different. You have to consider different messaging. Um, email doesn't reach all those people. <laughs> um, time, everybody works at different times. So there's just a lot of different yeah. thinking you have to do in terms of messaging and relationship building and leading. So central office is very different from being in a school. It is very different. <laughs> I think you, you made a really good point the other night when we were kind of planning and talking about this, or maybe it was even on the last pod that I was mm -hmm. editing. I'm sure I made a good point last but night. But just like the idea that I've never not worked in a school. Yep. Like, you know, here we are 40 years old and you were not 40. I know, but I'm almost the collective way. It's just the collective like 34. Way. I'm not 34 either. Um, but whole adult life have never worked anywhere but a school and right. it's kind of probably weird to go into a different setting where it's just adults it is time <laughs> time management is different yeah um philosophy of like ta it's task it's more task oriented task over project. people yeah yeah which is really different for those of us that thrive on people time mm -hmm. i've had to like be really intentional about my calendar the other thing is like i'm learning this and i think i am i hope i am my boss hopefully will keep me hired but like we learned a lot. We talk a lot about like, just because you were a great teacher doesn't mean you're going to be a great principal. Mm. Those skills don't always translate. Right. And just because you're a great principal doesn't mean you're going to be great at central office. Those skills don't also always translate. And so you just need to be really intentional about getting time with your central office leaders and maybe experience over there to decide internship, like almost an internship yeah. like mentorship type thing. Not only will you be good at it, do your skills translate, but do you want it? Mm -hmm. Because there is, a, it's just different. It's a different kind of hustle. It's a different kind of busy. It's mm -hmm. a different kind of stress. Um, there is, there is a level of stress. Like you're, yeah. you're on display even more than you ever were before. Yeah. And probably your decisions have a large, they have a larger magnitude as yes. well because you're probably, de you're dealing with every building likely, right? Right. Um, K through 12, pre-K through 12. Um, and then additionally, especially in HR, I would imagine you're getting problems that somebody else already wasn't likely able to handle internally. Allegedly. So <laughs> yeah, Not always HR deals with a lot of different things, but superintendents in general, if a problem works its way up to central office, somebody else has likely already tried to solve right. it. Right. And then there's things like APR just um, came out. It's going to be unembargoed in our state next week. And so like that falls on our assistant soup yeah. shoulders, our soup's shoulders in yeah. a heavy, heavy, heavy way. And the public relations that that brings. Right. So it's just, um, it's just a different kind of leadership and it's a different kind of tired. <laughs> um, and so it's just something to really be thoughtful about. I think people see it as a, a promotion when is, I don't know. I mean, it's just a different, it's a different job entirely to being yeah. a principal. So really think about it because it's not for the weak at heart either. Yeah. Not I would necessarily easier. It is not easier. <laughs> um, it's just a different kind of hard. Yes. Is what I can tell you. Yes. I think that's what I've learned too. So I've gone into um, a small um, education research and consulting company. Yes. Um, for profit. And um, I think 
I would say it's definitely a different kind of hard, definitely not as laborious as a principal. Like right? maybe like, not the same problems, different day. No. Um, and I would agree with that with central office too. Like sometimes as a principal, you felt like you were on the hamster wheel, like mm-hmm. classrooms unfilled, behaviors. Yes. Yeah. It felt like the same problems, different players. Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel that way anymore necessarily. Um, and definitely the stress is much, much less. Like I don't want to act like that because it's not so immediate, right? Like I don't have a, an empty classroom in front of me having to take care of five-year-olds, right? Um, and so I think that level of immediacy and urgency has been removed. But I think one thing that I didn't expect was like the idea of clients yeah, um, and, and like money, right? Because in education, there's... I know money is an issue, but it's also not because it's just like, here's what you have. It's pretty predictable, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. I mean, once it's given, that's what you have. Yeah. And if your superintendent <laughs> is amazing, like most of ours that we've worked for, like they know what's coming down the pipe. Yeah. They know if you're going to have cuts or not, like it's yeah. predicted. And so I, I think that the idea of kind of like business development and like making sure that you do an excellent job for a client is a different level of pressure because contracts are a lot different than public funds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, you just, I think again, different level of pressure. Yes. Um, I'm not saying it's like better or worse. I Sometimes that immediate urgency is, you know, that's hard to debate, right? right, right. That's right. really, really hard when you have an empty right. classroom. <laughs> you just have to decide what, yeah. what you're looking for. Um, what I, would you say about the people aspect from, because Christy now does mostly Zoom. She's not in an office, works from home yep. for the most part. Yep. I work from home almost um, all the time, except for I travel about 30%. We'll get to and, the travel piece. Yeah. Oh, are we going to get that to that? Yeah, because okay. a lot of these positions, if you we'll go into it. like mm-hmm. what Christy does, like a, you would say you're an ed re. What were, what would you I, my title is education improvement specialist. Right. And right. I work at a company that does education research. So those adjacent to Christie's job would be like a corporate, uh, maybe not a corporate yeah, educator. Maybe it depends. Maybe, but definitely like someone working for consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you sign up for a testing system to be like their yeah, person yeah, that yeah. goes out and trains buildings or like a state ed department or something yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, I think that I didn't realize how social I was. So I uh-huh. thought that I didn't like to be around people because after a day of principaling, you are you have so much sensory overload. I don't know if you've oh, ever yeah. experienced, but you're okay. So... Have I ever experienced? <laughs> but you're so my overloaded. husband's love language is touch, and we have somehow remained married because <laughs> I don't want him touching me ever. Like even when but... we just hang out socially, he'll like weasel over on the couch, and Christy will be looking at me like you're allowing this, and I'm like, ugh, yes. <laughs> For five more minutes. But you are. You're so touched out um, and sounded out, whatever it all is. And and told no out. Yes. And so I, I felt like I didn't, like I wanted to be alone. Mm-hmm. And then after being alone all day, every day, I realized, oh, wow, I really like being with people. And I'm mm-hmm. energized by being with people, even when I came home tired. Like, you, you still end the day tired. Yeah, it's a different kind of tired when you're alone all day. Or working with a computer, your eye, like yeah. you do get tired. Yeah. yeah, and all of your interactions are on Zoom. So, so some of the jobs would involve travel, and I think it's important to hear that perspective too about travel. So I don't. Did you ever think as like a teacher? Or, oh yeah, I thought it sounded like, cool, glamorous. So well, I, I like who doesn't want a night in a hotel room by yourself? Uh huh. And I yes. like to do it once a month. Uh-huh. Um, about once a month, I really enjoy the travel. Um, but since I'm at about 30%, um, I, 
it's really hard to be away um, when you think about like as a principal, you know, you do have a lot of nights away, right? But if I'm traveling 30% of the time, that's about nine, nine, week, nine weeknights a month that I'm, I'm gone. Right. So it kind of, you kind of start to think about, okay, maybe I have more flexibility during a lot of work days, but I have zero flexibility when you're traveling, when I'm traveling. Yep. Yep. So I think that's a good point to think about. And if your family is at a place where you guys can sustain that. Right. I would, I would also double check if you were going to look into those positions, just asking if like the advertised percentage of traveling like matches with the actual. Yep. Because sometimes I'm guessing the new people get a little more of the travel. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> That's what I would do if I was in charge. Um, what some other options that we um, saw, brainstormed, thought about. Yep. I know a lot of post educators that run for school board. Obviously, that's not paid, but it yep. does keep you connected. Yep. Um, and or join like local education. Absolutely. Uh, foundations. Um, obviously, like a lot of corporations have an educator, someone yeah. on site that does training, that does PD. Perfect. Yeah, the professional learning side of things. I've seen a lot of those pop up lately. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if they're Even, all like, non education yep. businesses. Yep. And a lot of random businesses that like we don't think about because as teachers, I feel like sometimes we're kind of ignorant of other industries. Oh, I are. actually saw a recent TikTok about that where the guy's like, when I'm out with my non-teacher friends, they're like, yeah, I'm like doing a marketing, um, nonstop project leading blah, blah, blah. Um, finance. And you're like, what? <laughs> I just work with second graders. Give me a, give me a fourth grader that says no. And I got you. <laughs> um, the other things we thought about, like what kind of in Christie's role, but doing some things with states and departments, State education departments, um, area educational educ agencies. Yes, I know. Which would be I, what? Because I don't, I've never heard this term before. So the state generally has little branches of kind of support that are called area education agencies. And Missouri, we don't call them this. We call them and like so, professional development councils. Or yeah, stuff or like that. Regional. So, um, but from my understanding, now that I work with more states, that's what a lot of folks call them, AEAs. Yep, other options, like you could always take this as your vibe to like go international. Yep, I actually, be so a principal I in sat on um, one of my travels, I got to sit um, next to somebody who oversees, this sounds weird, oversees all of the overseas schools. Isn't I did awesome? not, I did not realize that they- For the state department? Yeah. Um, I did not realize that there's like over 160 schools, all of, like U.S. schools yeah, all over the bases, world. Yeah, right? And um, embassies? So, yes, bases and embassies. But this particular guide only worked with like the embassy side of things. Nice. Um, and so, anyway, I, did, I had no idea it was that large of an organization. And I think that they need head of schools quite a bit. Right. And it could be totally different. So, it might be a cool opportunity. Yeah, but I do, want, I do want to keep in mind that it is not seen as travel, he told me. Oh, right. Okay. So it's more like it's like a commitment, like you're to going the community. to the community, to the, the yes, the, the students, oh, yeah. the families. So um, I think that's really important, though. It's not like a temporary travel fun thing, like not for 30 days. Yeah. Or a year or a year. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think people don't give um, a lot of thought to, but we would like to promote because the people that I've talked to that have done this love really it. enjoy it. Yeah. Is just going back to the classroom. Yep. Absolutely. You now are back in control of only 20 people um, <laughs> and their families. Um, you can lead from the classroom effectively. You can. You can also just kind of unplug and find your happy place again with yep. education. So I have talked to several people who have gone this route. And to think about all that you have learned about oh instruction my through Plus, years. It doesn't keep you out of the market. So if you ever yep. do want to get back in, you now have 
really solid legs to stand on because you were back in the classroom. Yeah. Can you imagine if you were a teacher, like, on an interview committee and someone was coming, like, back? Right. And they'd just been in the classroom. That would be awesome. Awesome. And so, like, there's obviously some cons. Like, you're not going to make the same salary, but you can find districts that will pay competitively Mm -hmm. to get you close in the ballpark. You can do summer school or other kind of things to make up for it. Um, Like, the cons are just people... Sometimes it has a stigma around it. Yeah. With going back to the classroom. So you just have to decide, like, I do think that where's stigma your happy is decreasing. Do you? I, the only, and this is anecdotal, but I think because the number of people, like, of teachers when I was a principal who were like, I wouldn't want your job. Right. I think teachers get to that. Like, right. I think people realize that the job is really, really difficult. <laughs> and I think you just have to decide, like, is this a pride thing? Um, like yeah. based on what people will think, because who cares? Like be happy. I, I care. Um, I would have to get over that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would not. I would actually have to get over it. I would just move to a different district. No one knew me. Yeah. Um, the other thing to think about with that, there was a con I had and I couldn't remember. I can't remember it. Oh, this is what I was thinking. You would have to make sure that you're working under someone you know as a competent principal. Wouldn't that be hard? It would be. It would if literally you were, be impossible. Yeah. It would not be doable. It would not be pleasant. It would not be okay to work under someone that you knew, knew in your mind you knew better ways to do it because you've done it. Yeah. So, Or if you are doing that, you better figure out how you're going to just head <laughs> down. down. The people I've talked to that have gone back have worked for a friend or like oh, yeah, someone yeah. had an opening, a colleague yeah. that they used to work like with a, as a principal a friend, and they're like, yeah. it'll be great. Yeah. And of course that person's like, you're hired. Yeah. Um, so that's just something to think about. The other, the only other thing we want to talk about, go, how to find these jobs. Yeah. How, how do, do you find, find them? them? That's probably one of my number one, like people have been inboxing me quite a bit about like, how did you even find a different job outside of like public ed or outside of teaching principaling, that kind of thing. Um, and here's what I'll say. Indeed. I N D E E D.com. Oh my gosh. Um, we should get them to sponsor us. Oh my gosh. We really should. Um, but yeah, just go to indeed.com, type in education, education, leadership, yep. professional learning, like type in all of those buzzwords and it has an algorithm. So it'll start feeding you new things too, that you haven't even thought of before. Yes. Um, also LinkedIn. Yep. Make sure that your profile up. Yep. Make sure your profile is up to date, looks solid, looks clean, looks professional. Um, you'll also be surprised too. LinkedIn also has an algorithm. So if you start looking for jobs on LinkedIn, um, they will also start sending you an email with different jobs that have come up. So yep. the other thing that I, I also got a job at an ed tech company um, that I didn't actually start um, because I liked one of the platforms we used in our district. So I started to think about all the platforms that I liked that I've used and I went directly to their website and looked at their careers that they had open. Yep. Um, so if there's platforms, consultants, programs, yep. um, curriculums, like go to right. those websites and directly. And reach out to those people. Like yep. if you have someone in your district that you know, be like, hey, is your team hiring? Mm-hmm. Can you create a job for me? <laughs> um, any of those kind of things. Um, the other thing, like we do get asked a lot about like going social media full time. Clearly, Christy and I have not done that. We've not figured that out. Here's what I can tell you about that. It is more than just having the time to do it. It does take a lot of skills, networking connections and time before your social media will be profitable. Well, yeah, we're not. <laughs> what do you mean we're not? I bought something the other day. My husband goes, aren't you supposed to use your TMP money for that? And I go, I'm sorry, sir. We don't have to. You don't have any. (laughs) Anyways, um, I have a friend that is really successful in the blogging world. And it took her about three to four years of dedicated work before. I think you told us on the last episode five. 
Yeah, I mean, she was working part time for three to four years. Oh, god. And got then it. she took a full year off, and then maybe like year two of work of she was making more than her old salary. So it took her like one to two years after working three to four years to make more than her old salary. Whew. Yeah. So maybe don't do that. Or if you want to come to our. Yeah. Just take it over. But you will not get paid. Oh no. You'll just have to, whatever profits you make, you can keep. Okay. I think that's all. Just think about um, resume. I would think about how to market your resume yes. a little bit different. You have to start thinking about um, your skills and how they would transfer to a new position, especially, I mean, if it's outside of education right. specifically. And remove some of the, that jargon. Not yep. everyone knows they, the same words we use in education. They do not know. So I don't know if that part was super helpful, but ultimately only you can decide which route is best for you. You know your timeline. You know um, what kind of pay you're willing to take, what kind of calendar you're willing to take. And so I think just making sure that you go in um, and having some non-negotiables on the table of this is a salary I need, this is a calendar I need, yep. um, those sorts of things uh, before you make any rash decisions. Yes. <laughs> We're going to get back to not quitting your job next week. Yep. Yep. So thanks so much for joining us. Please be sure to check out our Instagram at The Modern Principal, and you can find more at themodernprincipal.com. Be sure to check out Just Right Reader for their take-home packs for summer. And also don't forget to look at Your Driven PD. Thanks.